Hey, yo, what up? It's just Joseph from Sheepfold Music, and you're rocking with the 520 Collective Podcast, where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes the center stage. Let's go hear Brown. Let's go hear 520 Collective, where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. Take a ride through my old town, old me, ocean. Might need boats, cry oceans. Here, float down my old child. Feel so broke, no hope around here. Been trying to cope since like oh one. Better slow down for your coastline, you might ocean. What's good, and welcome to the 520 Collective Podcast, where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. He is Nate Shelton, I am Eric Boston, and we are in the field on the Track Stars Podcasting Network. Nate. How's it going, Eric? Man, it's it's going good. How about you, dude? I am fantastic. This is a great, I think a, ground, not groundbreaking, but landmark episode for us. Going to really help things going forward. Uh, lots of big stuff going. Yeah, man. I mean, there's just a, a lot of cool stuff. Um, and we're going to dive into a few of those before we get into this month's song. Uh, before we before we get going full blow, blown on this, um, man, why don't you throw out there, where can people find you on social media? Where can they follow you? Where can they interact with you? Well, the most interaction you're going to get from me is on Twitter. It's at I am underscore Nate Dog, capital N, capital D. That's where I do all my CHH work on there. So hit me up on Twitter, and I'd love to uh, talk to you. For sure, guys. And hit me up on Twitter as well. That's at EricBoston3, at EricBoston and the number three. And this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast is being sponsored by Little Red, whose first album, Godspeed, is currently available for pre-order and will officially drop on March 29th. You can follow Little Red on Twitter at Little Red, that's L-I-L-R-E-D-116. For more information regarding him and his music, as well as getting the latest information on that upcoming project, Godspeed, which is releasing on March 29th, you can also check out Little Red on the 520 Collective, pod, 520 Collective Artist page at artist.520collective.info. So, so check him out, Little Red. He's a guy who's kind of rocked with us right out the gate, Nate. Um, excited to hear this new project that he's going to be dropping. Yeah, I love to hear the the growth in him, and excited to see what this project has. Man, and, and you know, speaking of new stuff, uh, we've had some cool stuff happen over the last month. Um, you know, we've started connecting. Started making some building some partnerships up here, uh, so we want to shout out a couple of our our new uh, partners as we're looking to help push each other's platforms and and really just in the big picture of it help push CHH forward as a whole. But we got to give a shout out to Meet Real and Clean Air Media. Um, we're partnering up with those guys. You know, still kind of developing that, but. You know, we definitely are excited for what they are doing. They've got, I think, about six different podcasts, including Meet's Real Show over at Clean Air Media. Um, so, guys, go over and check them out. And also, uh, big shout out to Rap Remnant. Uh, you know, Nate, the, Rap Remnant's been around for a minute. You know, and and they've done they're, so much for CHH, man. 
So yes, they have helped a lot of artists out there. One of those first platforms to really make CHH what it is. Yeah, we're we're excited to partner with them, guys. Um, you know, there's definitely some cool stuff that you're going to be seeing coming out uh, from Rap Remnant and Five Twenty Collective. So make sure you keep an eye out on that. And then another thing that happened, Nate, over this past month is we launched our Five Twenty Collective store um, with uh, Store Frontier. So if you guys go to Five Twenty Collective dot com, right there in that menu bar at the top, you'll see Five Twenty Store. Click on that, and and we've got just some really cool merchandise right we we, we kind of launched our music meets ministry um clothing line if you want to call it that um where we've got shirts <laughs> hoodies sweatshirts tank tops i mean just with that with that cool um music meets ministry design uh on there but you know what i'm excited about more than our our 520 shirts nate is the fact that we're able to partner with some of these indie uh, indie artists within CHH that are that were like, man, I would love to have some merch. I'd love to have my own shirt. And we said, hey, let's see how we can make that happen. And so we've partnered up already with Honest Tea, uh, Mitch Durrell, uh, DJ Expander, Soul Shock. We've got a couple more in the works, guys. So go on there and check out their artist shirts as well. And the, the cool thing about it is that, you know, most of them are going to be right at that $20 price point. We've got hoodies, Nate, for 25 bucks, which, I mean, I feel like that's a really good deal for a hoodie, man. Yeah, try to find a better deal on a hoodie right there. Right? Right. So, guys, check it out. Like I said, 520 Store. If you go to 520collective.com, you'll find it right there. And lastly, we just want to remind everyone that we're also currently offering dual sponsorship packages with the Solomon Porch Podcast. So if you'd like to be able to sponsor both Solomon's Porch and 520 Collective, uh, you can sponsor the podcast at one low discounted rate, or you can also promote your music or platform on our websites. Again, you get both sites uh, for one low price. You can simply send us an email at 520collective at gmail.com for more info on those dual packages. Uh, So Nate, let's jump into this month's song. Um, I think, you know, it's kind of, you know, we're not debuting like we did last month, a song, but, uh, this is, this is a debut song as an artist. Yes. Uh, for this guy. This is a young man by the name of DJ Expander. He is 17 and just released his first recorded recording called Love and We're going to break that down a little bit today and see how we can help him grow his music going forward. Certainly. So as Nate said, guys, this month's featured song is Love by new CHH artist DJ Expander. So Nate, give us a quick rundown, a quick reminder on the areas that we are looking at as we go into this breakdown. Well... As we do every month, we'll be breaking down the song in through the flow of the song, the production, the hook, and mix and master of the track. So those are the categories that we're going to be looking at for the song this month. Awesome. Fantastic. Let's take a listen to Love from DJ Expander. Love. 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 Love.
Love people, love people, love all, shine evil, shine evil. Love God, love people, love people, love all, shine evil, shine evil. Love God, love people, love people, love all, shine evil, shine evil. Love God, love people, love people, love all, shine evil, shine evil. This is what I am about. I do not do it for clout. I will not ever sell out. I am already bought out. Can you guess who I'm bought out by? Jesus Christ. You guessed it right. Paid the price for my life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. I'm on the team of the Christ. That's why I let my light shine. Whoa, I'm on a mission for Jesus. I won't sit around like a Cephas. The Spirit of God will not leave us. He will eternally keep us. He will eternally keep us. He will eternally keep us. Love God. Love people. Love people. Love all. Shine evil. Shine evil. Love God. Love people. Love people. Love all. Shine evil. Shine evil. Love God. Love people. Love people. Love all. Shine evil. Shine evil. Love God. Love people. Love people. Love all. Shine evil. Shine evil. I'm fighting the spiritual fight. Demons get out of my sight. When I officially die, I fly away like a kite. I tell you, love is the answer. It gets spread fast like a cancer. It never feels like a panzer. That's because God is the answer. God is love. Walk in love. Talk with love. Blocks in love. All this work I've gotta do like babies. All these creeps I've gotta talk to like I'm Jay Hill. All my burdens were as heavy as a great whale. I just cast them on in Jesus every day, man. Love God, love people, love all, shine evil, 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 shine Fighting the spiritual fight, demons get out of my sight. When I officially die, I fly away like a kite. I tell you, love is the answer. Make it spread fast like a cancer. It never feels like a panzer. That's because God is the answer. God is love, walk in love, talk with love, blocks in love, all this work I've gotta do like babies, all these peeps I've gotta talk to like I'm Zayhill, all my burdens were as heavy as a great whale, I just cast them on in Jesus every day, babe. Love people, love all, shine evil, love God, love people, love all, shine evil, love God, love people, love all, shine evil, love God, love people, love all, shine evil, shine evil, shine evil, Okay, that was Love by DJ Expander. This breakdown is being brought to you by the bookkeeper 24-7. Music represents our un- our uniqueness, our freedom, and helps define who we are. Good music is an art, an expression, a form of worship, and it's always personal. At the Bookkeeper 24-7, they understand that the influence of music, uh, you know, what it has on our lives. At www.thebookkeeper247.com, they play the truest form of hip-hop. Check them out now and find out how they are impacting the CHH culture in a positive way. Uh, Bookkeeper 24-7 is also currently looking to add writers to their team. Uh, they're looking... You know, writers that are looking for a platform where they can share their CHH-related content, or even for devotional writers who are just looking for a place where they can call home. So connect with them guys at www.thebookkeeper247.com. Make sure to check out their listing at platforms.5pointcollective.info and get some more information on what they have going on. You know, follow them on you know 
any social media that you might be on. Those guys over there at Bookkeeper Twenty Four Seven, they're they're just amazing. Their hearts are so big, Nate. That you know, for for this genre, for this culture, you know, they just want to see everyone being successful. So I think if you you know, if you love CHH, the Bookkeeper Twenty Four Seven is you know a platform that you want to be rocking with. Yeah, they uh, are just like us. They have a heart for everybody, and they want to help everybody win in this this industry for sure all right nate let's let's go ahead and jump into this breakdown man what is the first category that we're going to be talking about today well we're going to jump into it and talk about the mix and master of the oh. track so we're talking we're gonna we're gonna so, go we're, we're gonna go with the the final finished product first huh okay okay yeah mix it up a little <laughs> bit <laughs> um well, as we listened to it, the mix and master, it was was decent. I mean, it could be tight. No, you could hear the vocals really well. Uh, the beat didn't drown out anybody, and it really came through really well. So I thought the max, mix and master was pretty well done by, I believe, Yeshua. One was the producer on this track, so he did a real good job making everything sound really smooth. Yeah, I mean, Would you I, agree with that. I, I felt like overall, um, it was a pretty solid mix. Uh, you know, not not a whole lot to really point out here. Um, I would say that there were some areas where the vocals could have been evened out a little bit more. I, I, I just felt like as I was listening through it, that there was you know a couple of spots where like those vocals kind of dipped a little bit, and then some of them where they kind of like kind of popped out a little bit more. Uh, than in other areas so you know if you had just a little bit more of an even mix across there um, that would have been solid but really you know not too much in the way of the mix and master um, to really point out you know you know I thought it sounded you know pretty good like you said from from start to finish you could you could hear it clear Um, you picked up the different the different elements um, you know that exist on the track so yeah I, I think a good job on, on the mixing and mastering overall. Yeah, for a first time, I'm not, I personally don't know how long Yeshua One has been doing production and whatnot, but for this first song for DJ Expander, I thought it was pretty well done. So, with that being said, we're going to go into the flow of the track. Uh, for me personally, it was okay. Very monotone, I thought. Didn't really, not a lot of changing up of the flow a lot. Just kind of kept going along with the same same keel. Um, would you kind of, what did you think about the flow? Yeah, so I agree with you on on, on the overall feel of the, of the flow. Um, you know, I would like to hear a little bit more emotion in those vocals. Uh, it was a, a little flat there. Um, you know, the, the attempt of what he was doing on the bridge, it made sense. It didn't, it just it didn't quite hit that mark for me. Uh, however, like we said, he's what 17 years old, uh, DJ expander. So I think as he grows, you know, he gets just that experience. Uh, he gets more comfortable with what he's doing as an artist. I think those are things that will kind of come naturally to him. Um, 
you know, if you were to, to you know, just play this for me and we, we didn't know any kind of background and then you just said, oh, well, hey, this is a, a 17-year-old kid doing his first song, you know, I'd say, okay, that's, that's not bad. I mean, I think he's got a foundation that he can work with. You know, he, he kind of, I think, understands what he wants to do to get his message across. Um, it's just going to be a matter of, of, you know, just tightening that up a little bit and improving in that area uh, because, you know, he's further along than I would expect uh, most people his age, uh, especially when you're talking about doing a first song. Yeah, it, you know, for him, especially really highlighting his age, I, he's 17. If he just experiments, he could experiment with so different, so many different styles and see what really works best for him. You know, bring that emotion in there. People want to hear your passion for what you're doing. And just, like I said, experiment and see what your best style is going to be. All right, so what we got so, next, Nate? We are going to look at the hook, kind of going with the flow here. Okay. For me, unfortunately, the hook didn't really set itself apart from the verses. The rest of the song just kind of had that same monotone point to it. Um, I will say I did ha- it did catch me a little bit with his lines talking about Zay Hill and kind of found myself, it definitely, the hook gets in your head. So it accomplishes that goal, but it didn't really stand out from the rest of the track. Yeah, I would say that the hook isn't bad. Um, my one kind of bit of constructive criticism would be that it gets a little repetitive to me, which, I mean, I know that that's what a hook does, but, I mean, I think maybe we just hear it a little too much in the, in the song. Um, but you know, it's, it's pretty decent for, for, again, going back to a young artist, you know, I think the hook's pretty decent there. Um, like you said, there really isn't a difference sound wise between the hook and the verses, uh, which I think is something that expander could focus on moving forward, making sure you're doing something a little different there, um, to make it stand out to, you know, define that hook a little bit more. Uh, you know, you want to have variation so it doesn't sound like the entire track is just one long verse, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think he's on the right track. There's some good elements, like you said. There, there, there's a couple of those um, kind of catchy liners in that hook. Um, again, it's a it's a good place to build from. Um, you know, could it have been improved on this track? Certainly, but you know, he's gonna get there. Yeah. Definitely lots of room to grow, and there wasn't any of those, going back to the flow even, none of those aha moments lyrically where you're saying, oh, that was really tricky, but like you said, he's 17, that's going to come with uh, work and experience, so definitely he has a strong foundation to build from, so just work on differentiating that hook from the rest of the song, and can really make a huge difference with your track right so gonna break it down last with the production of the overall track thought the beat was pretty good you know it wasn't anything flashy nothing that you know was gonna unfortunately separate himself from the rest of that music out there 
but it wasn't a bad beat. Uh, the overall production was pretty good. Like we talked about, the mix and master was good, and it didn't really, the music and the beat didn't really overwhelm Expander's voice. So overall, it was decent production, but nothing that's going to blow you away. Yeah. Um, so like we said, production on this track from Yahashua J1. Um, you know, he, he's a producer who's really kind of starting to come on within NDCHH. You know, he, he, he he's with uh, Enoch Flow Records, uh, and we're seeing him grow both in production and his engineering ability, which honestly is huge for the culture um, because you have all these artists that are out here that are looking for someone that can give their tracks that you know that polished sound. They're they're all the time looking like, okay, where do I go, you know, to get this mix and master? Where where do I go to? How about how about where do I go to get kind of you know maybe an, an unique sound? And I think that's one thing about what J One has going on for him is that you know his production it doesn't just sound like a lot of what we hear within CHH. You know he's he's trying some different stuff, and I think. Um, when you initially listen to it, you hear, you think it's just kind of a simple, a simple production, right? Um, which on the surface level, yes, I can see that. I think there are some elements that are floating around that if you really stop and like intentionally pay attention to what's going on, he, he, he adds in some cool, um, like smaller elements into his production that you can really appreciate. Um, so, you know, on this, I thought, you know, the production overall was, was pretty solid. Uh, the, you know, I think the, the low ends were good. Uh, you know, they, they do some fun stuff there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, when, when Expander comes out with his next one, does he go back and you know, team up with J1 again. Because I think as a young artist, when you're trying to find your sound, that's going to be an important thing for Expander is, man, don't just grab beats necessarily wherever you can. If you find someone that produces a sound that you like, man, go back to him repeatedly. Work together. Because not only are you getting tracks that you feel comfortable on, but that producer then gets to gets a feel for you man and can make stuff that's gonna fit your style well right and and it's a a mutually benefit mutual beneficial uh relationship and there's tons of examples of that in music i mean look right off the top of my head Xavier hill and poetics yeah constantly working together they have an amazing relationship i mean they each know what they're looking for uh i mean you look at top of the game ob and Dylan Chase, and they've been probably working together for a minute, and just, you know, you get that relationship with your producer, he knows what you want, you know what he's got, and it's going to make your music that much better. Right. Now, I do want to say this uh, before we kind of wrap it up. Whenever we're talking about the um, the writing of the song, I wanted to hit on that for just a minute. Um, I felt like the theme here for Expander on, on Love was, was really good. Uh, and that is something that it's not even necessarily young artists. I think that's something that just artists in general sometimes 
can struggle with on having a cohesive, you know, theme throughout a song or a project. Uh, you know, you, you kind of maybe just write, and and what happens happens, and you let the hook try to bring it all together. Um, I feel like Expander had a good had an idea of what he wanted to say and was working on it throughout the the entire. Th- uh, track like I mean the writing's you know it's pretty straightforward it's nothing that we haven't necessarily heard but you know again for the age and everything pretty pretty decent writing um, like I think you said it you know there was nothing in the writing itself that where I stopped and was like what what, what did he just say you know made me go back and listen to it um, but the fact that he is able to find a topic that he wants to address and do so throughout a track, you know, that's a good skill, a good ability to have as an artist. Yeah, he kept the message on point through the whole song and didn't, uh, he really stayed on point with it. So, Nate, you know, normally I ask you, okay, is the song uh, playlist worthy? And I feel like I probably don't need to ask that question this month because so this song, you know, another thing that he did that was smart with it was he dropped this on Valentine's Day. So it's been out for a few weeks. Um, You know, the the love theme, Valentine's Day, all that, you know, that's kind of, that's good, you know, a good marketing strategy, if you will. Um, (laughs) And because of that, because it's been out and we've heard it, it's actually on our newest playlist which is another thing that we released uh, in, in the past month. We, we, we dropped that uh, on the 1st of March. And so if you go to Spotify, uh, we have the working playlist and we've got love by DJ expander on there right now. So, you know, we, we definitely have a home for it. I guess my question is what could have been, you know, what do you see? What would have made it that we got the sauce level of song you know for, uh, to be on our primary list well there's a couple things you know bringing that emotion into the track um I, nothing you need to make the song really stand out from everything else that's out there musically i think to get on the sauce i mean like you said he's on we're on the working playlist and it's a i mean that's what your goal as an artist is to make those playlists, and that's going to help him. We're definitely wanting to help push his music out there, but really, needs. I think if he works on separating himself from everybody else, up that quality, and bring that emotion into the song, yeah, definitely have a chance to. Definitely will, would consider uh, the sauce playlist in the future. Certainly. So, how about an overall score? What's your score out of 10 for Love by DJ Expander? Uh, out of 10, I would say first time, 17. I give it a 4. Okay. And it wasn't, you know, it was solid, but like I've said a couple times, nothing flashy. So, good first song for him. Right. Coming I, out. You know, for me, I would say that. You know, it's a it's a pretty average song overall, so it really just kind of depends on how you view it. You know, do you judge it against other debut songs from teenage artists? You know, do you judge it based on how it stacks up against other, you know, songs in the genre as a whole? Uh, for me, you know, I kind of lean towards the latter there. Um, and even when I'm looking at that type of criteria where I'm thinking about it, you know, as 
comparing it to songs that I'm listening to all the time, you know, I would still say that, you know, mixed in with all that, you know, guys who've been doing it longer than him, it's still an average track. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, I'm close to you. I, I'm, I'm giving it a five out of 10. I mean, I, you know, putting it right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it, it's a good start for him in his music career. So he definitely has a lot to build on. Certainly, certainly. We're going to be, you know, keeping an eye on what he has going on. Obviously, he rocks, you know, with us um, at 520 Collective. If you want to get more information on DJ Expander, you can check out the artist page. Uh, He's got some info on there. Um, But, Nate, it is time for our Industry Insider interview. This month, we are being joined by none other than CHH legend Chris Chicago. So, Nate, before we move on to the interview... Uh, just tell the people one more time, where can they follow you on social media? Well, you can, again, find me on Twitter. That's where I do all my CHH work, at I am underscore Nate Dog capital N, capital D. That's where you can find me, and I definitely love to talk to you. Awesome, guys. And make sure you check us out at 520collective.com. Uh, For all of our podcast episodes and other great content, including articles, reviews, interviews, songs, and video postings, while you're there, make sure to drop your email in our subscribe box. That way you get the latest content delivered right to your email as it gets published. Uh, That is www.520collective.com, where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. Uh, again, guys, you know, hit me up on Twitter as well at Eric Boston number three, and we hope you enjoy this month's industry insider interview with Chris Chicago. Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with Five Twenty Collective in the Five Twenty Collective podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. This your boy, Daryl. Coming at you with a brand new record label called Show Me Christ Records, based in the city of St. Louis, Missouri. We have an artist named Jude. He has a new single out called Major Way. Also, we have merchandise, t-shirts, and other stuff you can purchase on our website, as well as book us, showmechristrecords at gmail.com. Visit our website at www.showmechristrecords.com. Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview. Uh, we're being joined on the Track Stars Podcasting Network phone line by, by a true CHH legend, guys. 
He founded jamthehype.com. He hosts rapzilla.com's number one syndicated radio program, rapzilla.com live. And he's also one of the top morning radio hosts in Houston, Texas. That's on 91.7 NGEN radio. Welcome to the 520 podcast, the one and only Chris Chicago. How you doing, sir? Yo, what did you, what did you, what did you, what did you, what did you? Excited to, uh, to be on with you guys. Man, we are excited. You know, we think that this is, you know, truly awesome. We're just real thankful uh, for you to be joining us here on the March podcast. Uh, you know, no doubt. Yeah, and, and we're going to jump into, you know, you, you're a guy who's been around. You've kind of seen it all. Uh, so we want to, you know, be able to jump in to it and get some of your best advice for indie artists, you know, those that are kind of working their way up that industry ladder. Um, but I mean, you know, first and foremost, just, just what do you have going on, uh, you know, in your world right now, anything that you want to be plugging while you're on the show? You know, it's funny, you know, you talk like, yeah, we're going to talk to a guy that's been around for a minute. And I was, uh, I was reminded, I was just talking to Derek Miner the other day and we were on the phone and we were talking about some of these younger artists and all of a sudden me and Derek, we were like, yo, we realized that we're like, we're like the OGs in the game now. And it's like. How did we become the OGs? Like, how, how have we been in the game that long? Like, I still feel like a young dude, you know, still trying to, uh, you know, we're always just trying to grow, right? Trying to learn and trying to get better. And, uh, man, it seems like every day there's, like, this new, hot, young artist that comes out. And it's like, dang, like, yo, we've been doing this for a minute. So, yeah, so it's, it's, I guess what's new is the realization that, like, yo, like, I'm an OG now. That's all good. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, what you guys have done, you know, you talk about, you know, yourself, uh, you talk about some of the different, uh, you know, you know, with Rapzilla, um, Jam the Hype, you know, Track Stars, all these guys. I mean, you guys are the ones that have really inspired and, and made a way for, you know, guys like Nate and myself to be able to start up, you know, this 520 and, and just try to focus in on these indie artists. Um, and, you know, we're going to be grateful forever for that i mean because i guys, love it man i gotta i gotta i gotta be honest man i love seeing new podcasts coming out and people just being passionate about this space you know passionate about the music and i think the more radio shows we have and the more podcasts and the more websites and the more people doing it it's only going to it's only going to grow the genre so you got to be excited about what's happening and i think that gosh man i've, I've seen i've seen it from the, the jump I've seen it from the very, very, very beginning. And so to see where it's at now, it's so cool. But, I, like, I still believe we haven't even reached the tip of the iceberg of where this thing is going. So I'm excited that you guys are doing what you're doing. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Nate, what do you got, man? Uh, well, Chris, I got to say, you were one of the first uh, people to inspire me in this journey. I stumbled upon your podcast and you introduced me to artists that I didn't even really know existed besides reach records. And it kind of got me on this journey. And just looking back, I was like, wow, a year and a half later, I, this is where I'm at. And I, I really thank you for helping me, you know, inspire that. You're welcome. You know, and I gotta say that like, that's always been a passion. You know, it's like sharing this music with people. And even before it was a podcast, Back when I was just doing a radio show in Albuquerque, New Mexico, like one of my biggest passions was 
you know, introducing people to this music and dragging people into my car and throwing CDs on and making making people listen to uh, to music that I knew was awesome. And uh, I, I think the music is awesome now, but I thought it was also awesome back in the 90s. And obviously, you know how much we've grown. So I'm really glad to hear that uh, that you're one of the one of the people that's that's been turned on to this kind of music. And now, you know, now you're being used. And so I, I love I love hearing that because it was it was the same thing for me, man. You know, you discover these artists, you get passionate about it, and then you just wanna you wanna do your thing. Yeah, and I was right there with you with you, Chris. Where you know I grew up on that kind of late '90s, early 2000s, um, Deep Space Five, John Rubin, um, yeah, Crossman, those guys. You know, that's that's where I kind of came up with. And honestly, I kind of took a break from CHH for for a little bit. Um, and then coming back into it, it's it's crazy to see the the quality of music now. Because I mean, back then it was like you know cool stuff, you know that they, that these artists were doing. But the the quality obviously was the biggest thing uh, at that point for being able to match up with the mainstream. Now you've got the quality that I think is on par. And you've got right. – it's grown so much. There's so many artists that are, I think are diving into it. And maybe because it's become a little bit more accessible, a, a little bit more uh, open to bringing people in. But here's what's crazy, man. And people always like to go back to like, ah, oh, the quality wasn't there. But really, if you go back and you listen to some of those early you know, mid-90s, mid to late 90s gospel gangster albums, like the quality was there. Like that, those are good albums. You know what I mean? Like – Go back to, uh, to to early, listen to Mobbin, like Gospel Gangsters. Like, like they were on par with what was happening in the mainstream. Listen to, you know, listen to what, what Goatee was doing in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, with, with Nota Verbs and John Rubin and L.A. Symphony. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, there's, like a lot of people like to, to say that, but, like, I'm, like, I... Even now, I can go back and listen to some of the uh, some of these records and be like, "Dang, this was really good." Now, if you listen to some Grape Tree stuff, you're going to be like, I-, "I hear what they were trying to do," and then you could be like, "Yeah, but the quality wasn't that great. The uh, the artistry wasn't that great." But now, I'll tell you what: when we were kids, though, uh, it didn't matter, you know, because they were rapping about something uh, something that we were hungry for. Right. The thing that Grape Tree did was they they had those. Uh those cover designs, remember, right? That, that kind of matched up with like what No Limit was doing. So, I mean, it, it attracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were the, they were the Christian versions of No Limit Records, you know? So they were trying to do the, the Southern thing. And, and I'll tell you what, Grape Tree Records sold a whole heck of a lot of albums. They did a really good job. You know, you got to give it up to Rub-A-Dub, the dude, the dude, the dude who started Grape Tree, but man, they were doing their thing. For sure. Well, so, so kind of, Piggybacking off that, we were talking about these these veteran guys that have been around. Uh, one thing that you said recently on Twitter that kind of caught our eye and we wanted to touch on, uh, you said that veteran CHH artists need to teach the young bucks that spamming on social media and DMs is not marketing. In fact, it does you more yeah. harm than good. So, you know, on our first, first show, we were able to talk with uh, Poetics, and he kind of you know came from that producer's point of view. Um, Love that guy, about, by the way. Oh, Love poetic. Yeah. Chandler is such a good dude, man. I mean, such a yeah, great heart. Um, but yeah, you know, he 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 hit on that topic. 
you know, from the point of view of a producer. So with you being in a position as being one of the quote unquote gatekeepers of the culture, like just kind of expand on that um, tweet that you put out, you know, like what does that really look like from where you're setting? Cause I think that's something that a lot of these young indie artists, they're just, they don't know what to do exactly. So that's the, okay, I can hit someone's DMS and just, you know, mob them with stuff. Please forgive me when it comes to this. I'm just going to say right out of the gate, like, I love Jesus. I'm a Christian. Like, I'm a good guy. But I tend to get kind of savage when it comes to this kind of stuff. So <laughs> I just want to go ahead and apologize beforehand. You're good. Look, Poetics is a great is, – is, he's a good example of what of what to do. You know what I mean? Because this is a guy who I, I believe I met and it's at a, an event, um, a networking opportunity. And he – you know, he didn't, he didn't like – try to put a CD in my hands, you know what I mean? Like he, like I got to meet him and like hear what he was doing. And like, and I was like, all right, cool. This guy's dope. And then I never got stamped by any of the songs that he was producing or any of his beats. What he did is he let the music speak for itself. And what, what, what I want these artists to understand is, is like, if you make a great song and you make a really good song, guys like me, guys like Wado, Guys like track stars, guys like you, we're going to find it. You know what I mean? Because we are constantly searching and looking and, and being put on to really great songs. And um, and even if, it, you know, even if it's something that we don't find, if it's good, someone's going to hear it, someone's going to find it, and someone's going to put us onto it. You know what I mean? Like, you might, I might get a call from you guys. And you'd be like, yo, have you heard of this artist? Or I might get a call from Derek, you know what I mean, at RMG. And be like, you know, we're going to start working with this art because they're dope. But when you go to somebody with a platform, whether you're an artist, whether you're in radio, whether you have a website, whether you have a podcast, and you send them stuff um, just straight up, like you, you, you spam them on social media, like that's a good way to like, to turn them off to your music, honestly. Because like... I, I don't think these guys understand it. Like, like guys like me, like I work at a real radio station and a in a real in a really big radio market. I'm a Billboard reporting radio station. So you have to imagine how many songs I'm being sent correctly, the right from record labels. I mean, there's up to a hundred songs on my desk in one given week, and and these are songs that I'm being pitched to from credible sources. And I barely have time to listen to those songs. How am I going to get to a song that's, in, that's buried in my DM? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's just, it's just, it's not smart because they think they're, mark, they're marketing by going on Twitter, finding an influencer and sending them a DM. When really you're just, you're just, uh, you're wasting their time and they're going to see you and they're going to be like, oh, another one of these artists. You know what I mean? And it's, I don't know, like, so when I say, like, when I, when I say, like, the, the older artists that teach the young bucks, like, I think artists that have been around for a while, they understand this, they understand that it's a bad look, they understand that, that program directors and people that run websites, like, there's, there's just a way to do things, and doing it on social media is just not, and I feel like I've exhausted my breath in social media because I've been doing this before social media so you you have to imagine how long 
guys like us, us have been in spammed with this stuff, and it's it's just exhausting. It's tiring. You just want to be like, yo, like, don't tag me in your album photo. Like, it just gives me another step because I have to go untag myself now. And you know, my my Facebook, you know, notifications get filled up with all these comments because you're tagging, and and it's just damn man. It's not marketing. So that's, I mean, we could talk about this for an hour, but that's just the thing. You know, you just got to focus on on your artistry, focus on real marketing, focus on making great music, and it's going to happen. Well, and the thing... You know, Keith, let's, let's, go ahead. Dude, let's go take ahead. a group, Cape Lions, for instance, okay? So Cape Lions, from, I think they're from Seattle, Washington. They are a group of guys making really, really, really dope music. And um, they don't spam people. They don't market their music. They really don't do anything to really put their music out there. But they themselves are being like, yo, how are we getting 100,000 spins a week on our singles? How, why are we all of a sudden getting calls from record labels? How are we getting spun on, on radio stations? How are we on you know, the, the Rapzilla podcast? It's because they're making dope music. And it, all it takes is it, it takes is one person hearing their music, and that's going to spread like wildfire, because you know people people want to hear from people from their friends and people that they trust. And so, honestly, like if you ask Cape Lions right now, like how have you gotten from an absolute unheard to all of a sudden blowing up? Their only answer is God. Like that's what they say. They're like God. God did this. You know what I mean? And um. And people shouldn't shy away from <laughs> you know, that either. I think that's one thing that I've kind of noticed is that um, you get in there, maybe you get like a taste of it, and then it's all become it kind of turns into this: what well, What am I doing? How do I repeat this? And you know, with what we're doing with this platform with Five Twenty, it's like, hey, you know, we're going to be open to opportunities. We're going to keep our eyes out, our, our ears open, um, but ultimately, where God wants it to go is where it's going to go. And I think, you know, that's what I've been trying to pour into some of these artists is like, man, as long as you are obedient and you're consistent, God's going to do his thing. I mean, he's got a plan. Sure. Yeah. Be obedient. Make sure your songs are everywhere that songs can be found. Make sure they're on Spotify. Make sure they're on iTunes. Make sure you have your songs on YouTube. Make sure you're filming music videos. Make sure you're active on your social media. Do all those things. Just cut out the part where you feel like you need to spam influencers. Yeah. Cut out the part where you think you need to DM track stars. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like cut that part out and you're gonna be good. And focus on making great music. And I promise I promise you, if you make a dope song, I'm gonna find it. Yeah. Well So I have a follow up question on that, Chris. Um a lot of artists I've been interacting with and talking feel like you gotta really pay to play, so to speak, in the industry. Like with for instance, Rapzilla, I feel like the music just getting out there isn't enough. Do you, do you kind of object to that? No, I mean, I think, well, yeah, I, I object to that because there's, there's artists that, you know, they, they come out of the gate with one song and they're going to show up on my podcast because if I find it and I hear it on SoundCloud or I hear it on YouTube or I hear it on someone's playlist, like I'm going to be like, oh yeah, this is dope. Like I'm going to now put it on my radio show. What a lot of what a lot of people don't realize is is you know my radio show is more than just a podcast. 
it's syndicated on over 100 markets, FM stations worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to introduce listeners to this music. And so I'm constantly scurrying around the interwebs trying to find this hot stuff. And so obviously I'm looking at playlists on Spotify. I'm looking at YouTube videos. I'm looking at it streams. I'm looking at this kind of stuff. But you don't necessarily have to pay a dime. Like I would focus, I would focus all your money on getting a good mix, getting a good producer, getting good album artwork. And if, if you do those things right, like I said, like people are going to find your song. Um, I, and I, I mean, would... and, and it's, and it, it... go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you finish your, your thought and I'll come up behind you there, Chris. No, I, I was just going to say, and there, there's other credible things that you can spend your money on too. You can hire a radio promoter that knows how to get your song to radio or to different platforms the right way that has, relationships with with gatekeepers that they have relationships with influencers so you could do that if you're looking to spend money but the the whole idea behind you know pay to play you know that, i mean that's just not true it's, there's just no weight in that well and what i was going to say is just you know don't be lazy you know like every one of these platforms uh you know i know it as well as you know anyone on this call you know, there's a way that they want you to contact them and they have it laid out there for you. You just got to take the few minutes to actually look at it and do it properly. To me, whenever you're just, you know, hitting up some DMs or, or just flooding an email inbox um, directly, it, it's just you right. being lazy. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's really easy to cut corners and just be like, yo, check out my SoundCloud link, send somebody an MP3, but to really, you know, go through the website and really find out, okay, how does this particular person want to receive music? Um, you know, like, like me, for instance, like, I, honestly, like, I don't want you to send me your song. Like, don't send me your single. I have a two-hour show, and, you know, uh, three-fourths of that show is filled with either the top songs that are out right now a live in the mix segment, which, you know, my DJ chooses the music. And then the other part is a live interview segment where I'm featuring just music from the artist I'm talking to. And then the other segment is music, honestly, that is, you know, the, the hottest of the new stuff that's coming out. And like in, in a two hour show, like I, I, I really, do, I like, I have plenty and plenty and plenty of music to try to get on the show every week. Um, but I mean, if you, if you want to send your song to radio stations, like there's, there's certainly ways and avenues to do that. Um, and I'd be more than happy to help educate artists on, on how to do that. I mean, I, I speak at conferences all the time, educating artists on the proper way to release your song to radio and to get your song out there to influencers. Um, but being lazy about it, like you said, is it's just the wrong way and it's going to do you more harm than good because now influencers gatekeepers program directors managers producers artists are going to get a bad taste in their mouth based on their first second third interactions with you a lot of times you only get one one first impression and if that first impression is you spamming them on twitter then you know that i mean you're shooting yourself in the foot right away yeah well let's follow it up with this so you recently on another tweet said 
Um, honestly, it bothers me when CHH artists say they've never had radio play when I've been playing their music on hundreds of FM stations all over the world since 2003. So I guess my question is, you know, are there too many artists that are just simply kind of expecting things to be handed to them? Uh, you know, from this tweet, it seems like there's, you know, some a lack of appreciation for what is being done because there's a lot of people, uh, a lot more now than there was, you know, a handful of years ago that are trying to push the culture forward that are passionate about chh um you know just just kind of maybe ex- you know kind of go behind what you meant with that tweet you know the, the the tweet was meant uh it was a reply to a tweet that canon had sent out there which is why i tagged him in the tweet it was a response to canon and canon was basically saying in the tweet how you know christian hip-hop chh has never had radio um and you know, um, I think he, he obviously meant something different in, in his tweet, and, and I responded without looking at the conversation as a whole. And me and Cannon had a chance to, to have a conversation about me. Cannon's my friend. I love that guy. Um, and he knows that I've, I've supported him from the jump, from his very first mixtape. Like, he's been on my show because I think he's a dope artist and he makes dope music. Um, and so, you know, I've, but I've, I've just heard that over the years, that, you know, Christian hip-hop, oh, we don't have radio, we've never had radio. Which is not true, you know. Like guys like me and DJ Wado, we've been, um, and you, you know, and, and even in the later half of the years here, you know, like track stars, like we're on real radio stations. Um, when I took my Friday night hip hop show that I did in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when I when I took it syndicated in 2003, that was me going to a radio conference, and back in 2003, you know, this was before social media, obviously. It was me pressing up 500 demos of my radio show, and any you know radio person I met, I said, "Hey, would you consider? Would you please listen to my demo? Would, you know, are you looking for a, a Christian hip hop show?" And that turned into right away. I got a station in Chicago that added my show. I got a station in Dallas, a station in Honolulu, a station in Charleston, a station in Las Vegas, a station in Phoenix, stations overseas like. Overnight, like I had, I had um, the biggest syndicated Christian hip hop show in the world, and and at the time, the only person doing a syndicated Christian hip hop show at the time was DJ Match. Like that was the guy who really, uh, who really started putting Christian hip hop on the radio. So the problem is, is that these artists just don't know that these shows existed. Um, some artists knew that my show existed, um, but I've been. The same show that I did in 2003, then it was called, it was called Vibe Radio Network, and um, I got sued by Vibe Magazine, because I was on so many stations, I think I was on almost 300 stations back then, and I got, I didn't get sued, I got a cease and desist letter from Vibe Magazine saying they would sue me if I didn't change the name of the show. So that's when I changed the name of the show to Hype Radio Network. And then I shortened it to Hype Radio with Chris Chicago. But the website URL was still HyperadioNetwork.com. And I wanted something more. So in 2006, I wanted something more catchy, something that flowed off the tongue better to say on the radio. So I changed the name of the website from HyperadioNetwork.com to JamTheHype.com. And so really JamTheHype.com really just started out as the website that featured my syndicated radio show that was on hundreds of radio stations all over the world. 
And I'm not talking internet radio. I'm talking FM radio stations. And so, um, like, like Derek Miner, he'll tell you when he was pro, the first time he was ever on the radio, the first time he was ever interviewed on the radio was on my show. A lot of artists will tell you that. Um, but then there's also artists that, that either they just don't know or they aren't aware or they forget that, like, these shows exist. And, um, and that, that's really just what I was coming to on that tweet. Cause I was just like, I've, I've heard it and I've seen it before from other artists. And when I saw it again from, from Canon, it just frustrated me. I'm like, dang, like I've been playing this dude on real radio stations for a really long time. And, um, and then if you go back and you look at the tweet conversations, like he does come back and, and he really humbles himself and he apologizes and he does say, yes. No, you're absolutely right. Like, you've had my back from the kit, and that's not what I meant. And I believe Cannon. Like, I, I believe that's not what he meant. And so, like, we had a great conversation. And the one thing to learn from this particular tweet is, like, Cannon sent out a tweet out of frustration into a larger conversation. I sent out a tweet in, in, uh, in aggravation as, as well. And, and the way we handled it was... Is, we got on the phone and we talked about it as grown men and as Christians and brothers in Christ and and people that and guys who respect one another and we worked it out like it, it never it never turned into anything else than that. Um, but I'm I'm glad that the conversation was out there because it's a reminder that guys like me and guys like DJ Wado and guys like Track Stars and whoever else guys like you are out there trying to provide a platform to grow this genre. Certainly. And so where do you see, like, if you just had to make kind of a summary of where the current state of the the indie side of the culture is, like, like how are you seeing it from your end right now? Like, like what's the best um, advice that you could throw out to these guys who are, you know, jumping in, they're gung-ho, and, you know, I want to see them all succeed. You know, I don't, I don't want to see, like, burnout, yeah. any of this. Like, what, what are you, what's, what so are you kind of like a state of where this? we're at in, in, as, as CHH? Yeah, yeah. Where, where do you feel like we're at right now? And yeah. what can these new guys, these indie guys do to help, you know, just take it to that next step? Well, I think, uh, I think we're about to see, I think we're about to see a unification and a unity that we've, we haven't seen in a long time. And I think that it's going to come from. I think it's going to come from the leaders. Honestly, I think I think it's going to come from the guys who have been in the game a long, long time. And I'm not going to mention any names, but I really feel like there's going to be a re-embracing of of this of this genre. And I think that we're going to see the OGs and the young guys, the young the uh, the young up and comers. Like I think that there's going to be a a big bond and a big unity and I, I think that together we're all going to help the genre grow to places that we never imagined it going and so I know it's been real divided because we've had the people that are like oh real CHH and like oh man I'm a Christian hip hop artist and then you've had artists that are like no I'm, I'm a hip hop artist who's a Christian and there's some people that say oh we shouldn't even call it CHH and, and there's there's just so many different conversations that have happened in the space over the last few years, but I really feel like not to over-spiritualize it or to sound too, like, eeky about it, but I feel like there's going to be a revival 
in our genre. And I feel like there's going to be a unification and there's going to be unity that we haven't seen up to this point. And, and I think that's where we're at. I think that we're starting to see God turn hearts. I think God is also going to identify artists who aren't really with us and who are doing it for the wrong reasons. And I think he's going to weed those artists out. And I think the artists that are in it for the right reasons are going to be lifted up and they're going to be, uh, their platforms are going to going to get bigger. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of like where I think we're at. Maybe it's o- overly optimistic, but that that's kind of how I feel right now in my spirit. Man, I don't think it's overly optimistic. Nate, you can weigh in because you, you talk to a lot of guys as well. But, I mean, just from some of the conversations I've had with some of the guys who are running different uh, platforms, um, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot of people that are agreeing with you right there. And I, th- I know that we are seeing some really cool stuff. I mean, we, we've only been doing this for a minute, you know, with 520. Um, but, you know, just what we are seeing on our end, I think, kind of verifies that feeling that you're having nate what what do you think on that yeah artists you know there are a lot of the younger guys they're working together so much that it's gonna really help you know as the as chris was saying chh grows those guys are going to be united together and it's going to be one big family that's going to help this industry grow so let, let me say this though like ccm is not the answer for CHH. Gospel is not the answer for CHH. CCM is its, its own its own niche format. And so the way the world views us in, in Christian hip-hop is they view us as, as a niche of a niche format. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of time, and, and I think that we've spent way too much time trying to acclimate ourselves to being accepted and being a part of a niche genre, which is CCM. What we need to do is we need to step away from trying to be a part of CCM and trying to be a part of gospel, two worlds that have really struggled to accept us and accept this music. And we need to, we need to be who we are and we need to grow that separate of what CCM is doing and what, um, and what, uh, what gospel is doing. Now, it's going to be interesting, though, because record labels who make CCM music, and when I say CCM, that means Christian contemporary music is what it stands for. They're signing some of these artists, and obviously, you know, they want these artists to get played on radio stations that play CCM music. Uh, labels still realize, look, over 90% of new music discovery is still on the radio. Radio is not dead. Radio is not going anywhere. Um, so radio is still important, but what I'm trying to do in, in Houston, what guys like Mike Couchman are trying to do in St. Louis, is we're building a format for CHH radio-wise. And if we can if we can continue to be successful in cities like Houston and cities like St. Louis, and and then and then replicate that in other cities, that's how this genre is going to build. Um, there has to be unity. There has to be togetherness. But there also has to be a mission. You know, and people have to be on mission together. And right now there's like, I think if you took everybody and you asked them what their mission was and what their mission statement was, you'd get a thousand different answers. What needs to happen is there needs to be someone, there needs to be a leader that comes along and unifies 
this culture and unifies unifies this format and has a true mission and has and and has a goal you see you see where this can go and it has to be unified i i I believe that can happen but there's going to have to be some true leaders that come together and unify and so i think that that that's what needs to happen certainly certainly i you know Obviously, being a, a part of Track Stars over the past year plus, and having conversations with uh, you know guys like you know Sean Grant and Ryan Righteous and, and DJ Jeremiah, you know they, man, if we put them right here in this conversation, I think they would be echoing what you say uh, right there because that's the same stuff I've been hearing from them, and I know they're pushing for. I'm sure it's the same uh, on the the Rapzilla side. Um, so I mean, if, if everyone has these same feelings, you know, I feel like that's kind of that's a God thing, right there. Right, he, he's leaning, he's he's setting up for something else. Because what I've, you know, said in conversation with, you know, some different artists and, and just different people talking about CHH is that hey, you know, ultimately what it comes down to is CHH is a tool that God can use for His glory, and as long as that tool serves its purpose, then it's useful. You know, you know, if we don't, if we don't, uh, you know, damage that tool, you know, we don't have a reason for God to to kind of put it aside. But He could, you know. And let me let me and let me say this too. Let me say one more thing. Yeah. Like, I don't have all the answers. You know what I mean? And like, my my thought process can change tomorrow. As we as we have different conversations and we have different meetings of the mind, like, uh, this is just where I'm at today. <laughs> you know, this this is March. This is the March episode of, of your show. I may feel completely different in April or completely different in June. But as we continue to gain wisdom and we continue to uh, to learn and grow and, and have these conversations, like, I, I think that we need to be willing and ready to evolve. And that and that and that even in our, in our thought process. So. Please don't take what I'm saying as, as somebody who's coming after this being like, oh, what I'm saying is the truth. Like, what I'm saying is the absolute end-all, be-all. Like, I don't have all the answers, but I'm passionate about this format, and I'm willing to continue to do whatever I need to do to grow this format and to help these artists succeed and, and, and do what they and do what God has called them to do. And um, I, don't, I don't know what that looks like. I'm just thinking out loud right now. So... Well, that's, you know, but, but here's the thing. I don't think there's one individual who is going to have that answer. But what we do have is we have a lot of people that are smart, you know, yourself included, that are all starting to think towards that same end goal. And so they bring different, you know, skill sets to the table and different ideas. And when you put them all together, I think it can get us to where we're hoping that CHH can be. Um, Nate, do you agree with that? Yes, I just there's so many like just us starting up and all my all these other platforms and formats that Chris is talking about, just uniting for one goal and purpose to glorify God through CHH. I think this it's going to only explode the genre even more. Amen. For sure. Well, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of good stuff there that you've hit on, uh, Chris. You know, I think there's a lot that 
you know, these indie artists, you know, that we're dealing with on a day in and day out basis can take away from what you're saying. So I'm looking forward to them, you know, just listening to that and, and hearing the feedback that they get and, and say, oh, man, I, I, you know, I realize this or, or, you know, maybe we could try that. You know, I, I'm excited to see what the response to this conversation is going to be. So we definitely, definitely appreciate you taking a little bit of time, you know, out of your busy schedule to just kind of chop it up with us. Um, where can people just kind of, you know, connect with you or follow you? You know, what, where, where do you want them to go to like on social media? Yeah, let me let me say this to you. If you're an indie artist listening to this, know that I'm for you. And I want you to win and I want you to succeed. And so when I say like, when I make comments like, I don't want you to send me your music, uh, don't, don't take that the wrong way. I want you to make great music. I want you to keep doing what God has called you to do. And I want you to be a dope artist. But I just want you to do it the right way um, and, and know that that I support indie artists and I support new artists and I support young artists. I always have and I always will. That broke, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm flexing or I'm tooting my own horn, but I've broken a lot of artists. I've broken a lot, a lot of artists over my years uh, doing this. Um, and, and I'm going to continue to break artists and help artists grow in what they're doing. So yeah, please follow me. I'm on uh, Twitter. It's the Chris Chicago, all together. So Chris is C H R I S Chicago, just like the city. The Chris Chicago on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, my Facebook is full, and I hate Facebook anyways. But uh, yeah, hit me up on uh, on either Twitter or, uh, or um, Instagram, and I'd love to connect with you. Awesome, Nate. Where can people uh, follow you at? Oh, I am at I am underscore nate dog capital n capital d you can find me on twitter that's where i do most of my work out there um of course we also nate, have... thank you dude thank you for all your love and encouragement that i constantly see from you on twitter oh i appreciate like i said as you're one of the first guys that really explode got me deep into chh i discovered the indie tribe which linked me up with jerry and it just grew from there uh, so, a lot of appreciation for you, Chris. Shout out to Jerry, man. I love that guy. All right, guys. And you can follow me on Twitter as well. It's at Eric Boston in the number three, uh, at Eric Boston three. Um, Chris, anything that you want to get in before we, we get out of here? I don't know. No, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you for the time. Right, Thank man. you for uh you're still allowing me to, to have a voice in this, uh, this thing we call Christian hip hop, and uh, let's uh, let's all continue to build and grow, and well, you know, let's uh, let's rock this thing. Let, let's do it, man. I mean, that's that's kind of been my uh, my personal kind of mantra, if you want to, if you will, uh, for for this year is like, you know. Let's go, you know. Let's let's, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we appreciate. It. We hope it's not the last time that you uh, grace us with your presence here at the Five Twenty Collective Podcast. Ah, have have me back and make sure to listen to my podcast. Like I said, I play a lot of dope music. Just you know, type in Rapzilla wherever you like to download your podcast, and then you'll find me Rapzilla.com live with Chris Chicago. And um, gosh, we're we're a hundred. And 26 or 27 episodes in on the Rapsilla uh, platform. I did over 700 episodes with, with Jam the Hype. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, yeah, go listen to some dope music and hit me up. Man, that, that, that is incredible. And that right there is the stuff that, um, 
you know, just really inspires us to do what we're doing, man. But that is going to do it, guys, for this month's Industry Insider interview. We do want to thank Chris Chicago for joining the 520 Collective Podcast, as well as this month's sponsors, Little Red, The Bookkeeper 24-7, and Show Me Christ Records. We will see you guys next month.